All right, greetings and welcome into Better's Last Stand. Matt here flying solo with you again this week. Uh, don't know where my counterparts are today. Uh, I got four sidekicks and none of them uh, are available or they forgot we taped a show or something like that. But anyway, that's okay. We're going to talk some sports betting here in the next hour and a half. And uh, we'll be joined by Sam in the third part of the show. Talk some racing with him. Get his thoughts on the wild uh Chicago street race in uh, downtown Chicago this uh, Sunday for NASCAR. It was quite an event. <clears throat> if you were able to watch it, it was uh, action-packed and just loaded with um, crashes and, and intense things happening all over the track as people got uh, you know acclimated to it for the first time. Drivers had never been on it, and uh, we had a first-time winner, and we'll talk more about that in the uh, third part of the show. But uh, coming up today, we got... Some MLB talk, and uh, go through a few things going on in Major League Baseball. Talk a little bit of the offseason, uh, NFL, NBA, NHL, um, as the free agency starts to heat up in uh, basketball and hockey. It won't be long. It's already July, and uh, happy July, belated July 4th for people that watched uh, this. We're watching this on, on Friday. Uh, July 4th fell on Tuesday this year, and uh, hopefully everybody had a safe and happy 4th of July Independence Day and uh, was able to celebrate the birth of our wonderful country, which provides us with so much uh, so much of a uh, quality of life that we probably would never get anywhere else, So, including sports betting. So although that's been around in Europe and that, those places for a while, so can't say that we invented that, but uh, we've taken it to a new level, hopefully, and we'll continue to uh, try to keep keep getting you winners here on better's last stand so it's uh it's great to be with you guys again we were off last week the uh the production guys were in uh in uh the caribbean somewhere i don't know one of the islands bahamas and so forth on a cruise so they're back now i think most of the group has had their vacation for the summer and we are full steam ahead as we head towards football i'm assuming once we get a little bit closer to football that these guys will want to start to come on the show and talk about it but uh, i guess they get board this time of year and that's that's understandable not everybody's like me or like some other people out there that actually enjoy the more obscure sports um, a lot more than the big uh you know high eyeball sports like football uh which i could do without forever but anyway we're gonna try to continue to pick you winners here and uh, help you out as uh if you follow us on twitter at the pine room podcast and then um that's bls underscore prp for our betters last stand twitter you can find them all they're all pretty much linked you'll be able to find them um at the pine room studios as well is uh our youtube so you can watch all the replays of all the shows of everything that we've done from start to finish here for the Pine Room. So the Pine Room guys got together on uh, Saturday for a big blowout at Cooley's house, uh, fireworks and this and that, and probably lots of Pine Room lager drank there. So I think everybody had a good time. And uh, be sure and get your Pine Room lager. If you haven't got it yet, stop by your uh, local Gumby's or Smoker Friendly or uh, I don't know what other shops have it as far as uh, Smith Oil. I know Warwood has it. Uh, few of the other ones and plenty of bars around here so be sure to hit up generations the alpha all the main bars here in wheeling had the pine room lager or will be getting the pine room lager the, the warwood vets got an on tap last week so as uh kegs start to run out i imagine other other bars will be switching it in uh, i know it's in cans over at abby so thanks to everybody that put the pine room lager in their coolers and uh, under their bars in their uh cooling systems for their kegs and everything so we appreciate that be sure and get out there and drink some pine room lagers as you enjoy the remainder of your summer leading up to 
football season. Uh, the Hall of Fame game is just really only a few weeks away, so it won't be long. Uh, NFL training camps will be in full force, and we'll have uh, talks about those. We'll get all of our uh, you know win totals and division winners and things like that. So I uh, gave you a few of those that I really liked uh, early early on. So hopefully. We'll, uh, we'll do all right with those. Um, last week in the Pine Room, we had a couple of good winners. Uh, Sam gave out the, uh, obviously, F1 with Max Verstappen. Nothing too uh, crazy about that one. Uh, NASCAR was upside down this week, so it's really hard to pick anything. Uh, although Sam did call the winner uh, about, I don't know, 30, 40 laps to go. He told me this guy's going to win if, if he doesn't get wrecked. And, and, and sure enough, he did, uh, which was pretty cool. And uh, then uh, two weeks ago, he had a winner, Ross Chastain, 13-1. to 1, So, a uh, good win there. Uh, I had the golf winner last week, Ricky Fowler, sixteen to one, and uh, Aaron Rye was a top ten finish with a pretty good price as well for. Us. So not bad in the golf. Uh, AFL started out really hot this week and then uh, stumbled to the finish line. I think I lost all four on Sunday morning, so not good. But we were over five hundred. So if you're keeping up with this AFL on the season. Um, we're doing pretty well, so hopefully you're enjoying those games as much as I am. As we, uh, I'll talk about that here in a little bit uh, later in the show. Uh, give you the rundown of this week's AFL and what to expect. Uh, some of the bets maybe that I that I'm looking at uh, for the remainder of the season. All right, so let's shift over to baseball. Uh, the Angels, a terrible 24 to 48 hour period for them as they go from uh, being in a playoff spot to uh, losing their two best players. Actually, their three best hitters. Their best player, their second best player, Mike Trout goes out first. Then Otani gets a blister last night. I don't know if he'll be able to hit, but he can't pitch. And then Anthony Rendon as well, who really hasn't done a whole lot, but he, he he's supposed to be a good hitter. He used to be. Uh, anyway, the Angels a mess right now. Uh, could be serious fade material for the Angels. So keep an eye on that. Keep keep uh, keep your radar up as we head in. We're we're down here to the All Star break. Coming on uh, Sunday, you have the final game of the pre-All-Star Sunday. Sunday's card is the final day before the All-Star break. So take a little bit of stock here. Start to evaluate. Try to maybe take a few shots with some teams to uh, make or miss the playoffs. This is the time to do it. Uh, Maybe take a hunch and it pays off right now. I think the Angels right now, minus 190 to miss the playoffs. It's probably going to keep going up. But if you wanted to get in on it, I would hurry up. Uh, I I think they're done. I think they probably need to be sellers. And uh, whether or not their their administration wants to do that, they may not have a choice. So I I think uh, the Angels will be a team that I'll be fading for sure. Um, so the Phillies uh, switch to a team that has been playing well. The Phillies. The Phillies are playing very well right now. Plus 110 to make the playoffs. You may want to jump on that right now. Uh, the National League, there are some teams that are starting to falter a little bit. The uh, The Central Division is now looking like a, maybe a two-horse race. Um, the East, the Phillies are coming now. So, you, I mean, they're not going to catch the Braves, but who is? Uh, the Phillies right now look like a, a serious contender to make the playoffs. I think plus 110 is a great price on them. I, I can't believe their pitching has held up the way it has here in the last month. They've really got great starting pitching out of nowhere guys that they've just got off the scrap heap that are that are throwing way 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 above where they usually would be uh at this point of their career and uh shout out to the phillies they're they're playing well right now that may change in a week or two but uh if you like the phillies think get in on them now because if they keep winning this is going to drop uh quickly so they're plus 110 to make the playoffs i'd recommend a bet there um if you think the reds are, are for real they're still plus 250 to make the playoffs they only have to win the central which really isn't a challenging division um the cubs uh you know the cubs are just a little bit early to the party for themselves they're they're 
They're on the cusp of, of, of turning their franchise back into a winner. And they just, they just don't know how to win late inning games. So they, they, they choked one away the other night against Milwaukee. They choked another one away last night against Milwaukee, but they ended up winning it in extra innings. Uh, I still think the Cubs have a run left in them. If they can maybe make a couple of moves at the deadline, I think they're contenders. So I wouldn't rule them out either, 4-1 to one to make the playoffs. But that's basically going to come down to who can win that division. Cubs, Reds, uh, both plus prices right now. I think if you if you like them, take a shot. I'm not a Milwaukee guy. They're minus 135 to make the playoffs. I would bet them to miss the playoffs at plus 115. They just don't hit enough. They don't hit enough. Their starting pitching has not been as good as it has been. Their bullpen's good, but you're not just going to win with the bullpen. you got to be able to score runs in October in these key games in September, and the Brewers just can't. They're, 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 they're offensively challenged, so unless they go out and get a bat at the trade deadline, uh, I I am very 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 against the Brewers, so don't think they win it. I think the Reds continue to play well. If they want to add a couple pieces, they probably could. I'm not sure how wild they'll be about doing that as they uh, protect for the future. But the Reds worth a look. Uh, team in the American League, I like to miss the playoffs. The Twins plus 190 to miss the playoffs. I think the Twins suck. They're they're I know they've won some games lately, but they're not their their pitching is not very good uh their bullpen is not very good and their lineup is not very good i i'm very uh, against the twins as well so i'll be fading the twins plus 190 to miss the playoffs i think is a really good bet right now uh i think cleveland cleveland shows like if you're watching the games against the braves cleveland is showing that they are a team that's possibly built for playoffs if they just had a little bit more hitting their bullpen's not bad it's 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 improving from the beginning of the season they're starting pitching these guys are starting to come together a little bit guys are getting healthy um bieber was pretty good till about the third third time through the order last night and he started to get hit a little bit but um they're making some improvements in uh you know terry francona's got health issues but he's still you know got his finger on a pulse of the team and i think He's a good enough manager that he can kind of get them over the finish line. And you're only going to get one team out of that central division. And I have much more faith in Cleveland, even though their hitting is just so poor. If they could just add one bat, uh, they, they could really help themselves out. But uh, I'll take my shot with Cleveland uh, against uh, the Twins. I think the Twins are just their pretend. So uh, I'll be I'll be fading them. So on the, on the other side of that, so if I like the Twins at plus 190 to miss, the uh, playoffs, uh, the Guardians right now, plus 235. The Indians, which I prefer to call them. The Indians, plus 235 to make the playoffs. So if you if you like that, if you have a strong opinion on that, go ahead and fire now because you're going to get one of those two teams is probably getting in the playoffs. So you're either going to get a good price on, on whichever one you think is the likely. Right now, the Twins are minus 220 to make the playoffs. That is an insane bet. Uh, even if you like the Twins, you can't bet it at minus two twenty. That's absurd. They're they're not gonna they're gonna have a, a little setback at some point, and you're gonna end up getting a plus price. So wait for that if you want the twins. If you want the tribe, get on them now is what I would recommend. Uh, in the AL in the NL East, uh, as I mentioned, the Phillies plus one ten. I think they're the team to uh, possibly get, get in there ahead of uh, the Marlins in the Mets and uh, the Nationals. Obviously, I, I think the Marlins they got good pitching. Bullpen worries me a little bit, and they just don't hit enough. They don't hit enough to, to be able to win. They're a team that, like Tampa, they're good at home. They hit a little better at home, uh, which is to be expected. Uh, indoor ballpark, they're very used to it, sight lines and everything. So Marlins, a team I think could fade a touch. Uh, if they have one starter or something go down, I think they're in trouble. They just don't have a good enough lineup to be able to overcome that. I would take a maybe a little nibble on the Marlins to miss the playoffs at plus 115. 
Uh, I don't love that bet. I think they'll hang around because they, they do play fundamentally sound baseball, so they probably will be in a lot of games, a lot of one-run games. But uh, I, I don't love them. I think that they'll they'll fade, and I think the Phillies are coming on strong, so I'll be back in the Phillies there. Uh, let's see. Anything else in baseball? I don't think that was any – I thought – you know, if you're if you're looking at the to make the playoffs, um, you know you have the Cubs at at four to one, and right now they're eight eighty to win a division. Don't think that's insane by any means. And the Reds right now about two and a half to one to win a division, and about the exact same to make the playoffs as the, you figure. Uh, if they win a division, they're going to be the only playoff representative. So uh, either way you, you slice it, whether to win the Central or to make the playoffs, you're getting the Reds at plus two fifty. Reds are good. Uh, if they just their starting pitching holds up, maybe they add a bullpen piece, uh, and they uh, they can possibly be a contender. So, uh, baseball getting to the All Star break, we'll have uh, breakdowns of the home run derby and stuff. We'll probably talk about that next week. Not that anybody will really be interested in that, uh, but I will have picks on Twitter. They're doing those brackets for the home run derby tonight, so I really couldn't give you anything yet. And we'll have uh, the All Star game on Tuesday as well. So be sure and uh, check our Twitter, check our social media for uh, some of the picks that, that I like early next week for Home Run Derby and uh, the All-Star Game. Uh, I don't even know what to uh, expect yet out of the All-Star Game, but the Home Run Derby should be all right. Uh, some, some, they've made it a little bit more exciting in, in recent years, and there's some good betting opportunities with some live betting and some, some underdogs that have uh, overperformed, in, at least in the early rounds, to uh, give you a chance to get some uh, locks and profit in. So uh, that's that's a good thing as we head to the All-Star break. Hard to believe. Braves up uh, 18 games on the Mets, if you can believe that. Uh, that gigantic payroll of the Mets is not paying off at all. Uh, Braves get eight All-Stars most in franchise history, which is pretty cool. Uh, and they are one, minus 190 right now to be the best team in the big leagues by the end of the season. So uh, still a lot more to uh, come into baseball season. We're just getting to about halfway. It's a little bit more than halfway. The teams have played a little, a few more than halfway actually, but uh, things to keep an eye on the pirates uh, up and down. They beat the Dodgers last night and they come from behind win, uh, but they're, they're just not a very good baseball team. They're okay. They'll be streaky. They'll win some here, win some there and, and then go on a seven game losing streak. So, don't expect a whole lot of the Pirates. Uh, we're going to uh, have uh, we'll, we'll have had Cody Duncan on from the Rum Bunter uh, website. Sorry, yeah, Rum Bunter website uh, to uh, give his breakdown of uh, the Pirates, and then the Pirates draft on Sunday. Is they the first overall pick? And it looks like they're going to take the cheap route and not take either one of the kids from LSU. So uh, it's quite fitting for them as they did that with Henry Davis as well. A few years ago, he was probably the sixth or seventh rated guy and they took him first cause he was cheap. Uh, but that's pirates baseball. So we'll get Sam's thoughts on that. And uh, I'm sure that Jarrett and coach, uh, whenever somebody gets back here on the couches with me here in the studio, uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk more about the pirates down the stretch, but, uh, not going to bore anybody with that today. Uh, Let's shift over quickly to uh, to the NFL. A um, couple of NFL bets that I thought were interesting um, to make the playoffs. I, I find it amazing that the Bears are uh, plus one fifty five to make the playoffs. I, I think they should probably be more like plus eight fifty five. Uh, Bears, Packers. I, I, do, I do not like these teams. They're, they're not good teams. Their quarterback play is going to be suspect. Their coaching is very suspect. Um, I'm going to be fading them. I, I read uh, uh, something this morning that the that right now the uh, the Lions 
the uh, let's see, Lions, Jets, and Bears are taking the most public action right now on future wagers. So that's to win the divisions, to win their conferences, to win the Super Bowl. Uh, the Jets I can kind of see, but they have no chance. Um, no chance to win in the AFC. And the Lions, uh, terrible division. They should be better, but they got guys suspended. They're obviously they got something going wrong up there as far as uh, player behavior goes. And then the Bears. If anybody watched the Chicago Bears last year, they may have been the worst team in the NFL ever. They were absolutely terrible. And they had a, a guy who's a running back playing quarterback. And if you think a running back can play quarterback and you think it can succeed in the NFL today, then bet the Bears. But if you are like me and you think you need to throw the ball to be able to win, uh, I would be fading the Bears heavily. Uh, the Falcons, another team, um, hard to imagine to me the Falcons making the playoffs. They're plus 105. That's it to make the playoffs right now. Minus 125, no. Uh, I think that's like a suitcase bet. Uh, that and the Ravens over their nine and a half wins, I think, or take every dollar you have and bet them on them. I, I also think if you're going to nibble around some teams that maybe – have a little bit better upside or getting ignored. The Vikings had all those games go their way last year. They weren't very good. So they might be a little bit better this year on defense. Um, they added a couple of pieces on offense as well. You know what you're getting from Cousins. They're even money to make the playoffs. That division, I have no faith in the Packers or Bears, as I've said many times. The Lions still worry me. They just don't know how to win. You know, the Vikings might end up winning that division again. And, uh, you know, that's an easy lock-in plus price winner right there with the team that's not any worse than any of the other teams on paper in that division. So I thought they were interesting. And I, I know everyone that watches this thinks I'm insane for continuing to uh, say that the Bengals aren't that good. But they're, they're in my opinion, are not. Uh, I think the Bengals could miss the playoffs. I think the Bengals will, will be uh, very close to uh, being back down in the gutter of the uh, AFC North here very soon. Um, it, it's They're going to lose some of their players on offense and uh, – once Burrow doesn't have all these weapons to throw to, I don't think that they'll win anymore. I don't like what their defense is at all. Uh, I don't think their offensive line is that much better than it was two years ago. I, I'm just not a believer in that team at all. I think Burrow is dressed up and fake, and we'll see. We'll see if I'm right or wrong. Uh, but I, I expect the Bengals to continue to fall. They, they, everybody will say, they well, they could have made it back to the Super Bowl last year. Well, they didn't. Uh, and they were it was a miracle they beat the Chiefs the year before that too so however you want to cut it they were very fortunate in that in that game and uh, I'm just I don't think that team's very good and I, I would pick them to finish in last place in the AFC North because the Ravens and the Browns are both going to be very good and the Steelers are better coached and they're just a better franchise than the Bengals so uh, again uh, we'll see what happens but I think the Bengals right now nearly three dollars to miss the playoffs I think is a, is a bet that's worth taking. Uh, if if you're a believer like me and they're not that good. So we shall see. I don't mean to upset any Bengal fans out there. I got nothing against the franchise. I just don't think Burrow is uh, what everybody else thinks he is. Uh, NHL free agency came and went. Uh, it's It was incredible. On a Saturday afternoon, you had about 50 different things happening within like a, a minute period. Actually, it might have been 100 things. Guys signing, guys leaving, guys getting bought out. Guys, I mean, it was it was quite incredible. Um, I was busy, so I didn't get to follow it real time. But, man, when I was catching back up on how quick this stuff happened, um, Penguins make a few moves, uh, you know, cut some salary. Uh, Brian Dumoulin's gone. They bring back Jari, which I'm going to get Sam's thoughts on. I think it was a terrible, terrible move. Uh, but we'll expand on it more, talk about it on the radio. I want to get Chris's thoughts on it. It's, I think it was an awful move, but the Penguins right now are lined up to maybe get Eric Carlson in their trade. I'm not sure how they're going to swing a guy that makes $11 million a year. 
but uh, the Sharks are apparently going to uh, pay for some of that contract. So we'll see if they if Kyle Dubas can make that happen. Uh, Penguins look to be a little bit better on paper as far as their top two lines go and their uh, a little bit more depth in their bottom two lines. But the 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 goaltending is going to be a problem. Jari is talented, but he's a loser. He's proven that time and time again. He's just not a winner. And if you don't have a winning goaltender, a guy that at least carries himself like a winner, you're just not going to go very far in the playoffs. I don't care how good your skaters are. Uh, if you don't have a goalie that's at least stable in the net, you will not win. And he showed against the Islanders. He is not stable. And for the franchise to gamble on a guy like that, regardless of talent was a big mistake uh, there was other avenues to explore there and uh the nhl there's not that many good goaltenders so overpaying a guy who's a mental mess is not what i would consider to be a good move but uh we shall see penguins uh will uh see well, i mean if they continue to make some moves uh, it sounds like they're going to be aggressive in some some um exploring some trades so hopefully they do uh looks like they'll be a little bit better but i don't see them being more than a fringe playoff team uh, with a goaltending situation. If they get Carlson, I mean, their firepower then it, it about triples. So that's a good thing. So we could see uh, we could see a little bit of an improvement, but t- teams in their division in the in the Eastern Conference are getting better. So you you gotta be you gotta be on guard for that because the teams in the Atlantic Division that are vastly improving, the Red Wings, the Senators, the Sabers, uh, these teams are getting better. I think Washington's going to be a lot better this year. I loved what they did towards the end of the year. They uh, kind of rebuilt their roster, kind of scrapped last year to rebuild for this year to build around Ovechkin one more time to uh, maybe make an, another run. I, I think they're going to be a lot better. And you have to figure uh, Carolina's going to be solid. The Rangers are solid going forward. Uh, the Devils, we saw what they can do. So it's just a lot of teams in the East that are going to be really tough to beat. So we'll keep an eye on it. We'll talk more about it on the radio. Be sure and join us every Monday th- Tuesday and Thursday on WKKX, WVLY, the Watchdog Network. We're down the down the hallway here from our studio in the Watchdog, the revamped studio. It looks great, so uh, we're happy to be on the air for seven hours a week now with the Watchdog team, and uh, hopefully you're uh, enjoying the radio program as well as Better's Last Stand, as well as the Pondering Podcast, and as well as Soup and Stuff. So uh, keep it keep us tuned. We'll uh, try to continue to provide you good entertainment and try to find you winners. Uh, let's shift over quickly. To the uh, tennis right now. Tennis, I got it on right now. Um, I'm sweating out a, a, a tennis, a women's tennis match right now that I can use a break for uh, to get me a, a win here, uh, or at least a push, actually, is what I'm cheering for. Because I had Coco Golf over Petra Kvitova to go further, and Kvitova right now, Golf was eliminated uh, in the first round um, by Sophie Kennan, who's on her way back, uh, former Grand Slam winner. She, I knew it was a tough draw and uh, still went with Coco because I thought she was playing well and she did not adjust well in that match. And Sophie Kennan took it to her and I got Petra Kvitova. I'm against Petra Kvitova. And uh, this Pialini girl, the little young Italian, is a, close to winning the second set here to give me a chance to go to three and to push in that bet. But the women's side of things have, has not gone very well for us. Uh, Daria Kasakina, 7-1 to one to win uh, quarter number one. These were all plays that I put out on Twitter last week. We didn't have a show last week, so I wasn't able to get them to you. Hopefully you saw them. You can still get on them right now. Kasakina, 7-1. to one. Um, She's 
she's already into the third round, so it's strange. They've had all this rain, they've had all these issues with getting these matches in. Some of these people are still playing their first round match, which is what I'm watching right now, while others are already into the third round. So uh, depending on the top or the bottom of the draw to make sure that the players are on the same days of rest and everything, they have to do it that way. Uh, but it's chaos over there with the rains and uh, some of the decisions. They had to roofs open this morning on a few of the courts that have roofs. I don't understand that at all. Uh, and Kvitova just tied it at five. Damn it. Um, but anyway, Kasakina in quarter number one for the women was a 7-1 to one, uh, pre-tournament play. Uh, Elena Rabakina, the defending champion, plus 150 to win Q3 and to reach the final. I have her 3-1. to one. So those are two good bets. Uh, Samsonov lost. Uh, she lost in the first round. Had her to win Q2. So that's a loser. And then Maria Sakri. God, I feel bad for this girl. But she may have to retire. She She's got the yips. She can't play. She's as talented as anybody. She was a top five player in the world. Uh, she's made it to two two Grand Slam finals, I believe. Didn't win either one of them, but she has lost it mentally. She can't win. She was up six love. She won, actually she won six love in the first set. Won the first game of the second set, and then absolutely fell apart and got crushed. She got crushed six uh, two, I think, in in a set number two, and then six. Uh, two or three in the in the third set uh just I, I don't know what happened to her i don't know what's wrong with her uh but i know she struggled with mental issues before um but man she's all the talent in the world and she just can't she just can't put it together and uh and, and she's a loser so there's two losers we had in the futures and then we're hoping for a push on this one but we got carolina garcia over on jabor who, who will go further they're both into the second round so there's where we stand in the women on the men's side, Novak Djokovic uh, into the third round already. Uh, he's cruised. He's going to win this tournament, barring an injury of some sort. I, I just don't see how it's possible, and I don't know why oddsmakers continue to uh, price him the way he is. I'm sure he's probably about minus $2 right now or more. Uh, but if you got in on him at around 150 it's probably a good price. I mean, it's uh, barring injury, he's going to win. Uh, Q1 for the men. I have Francis Tiafo, the American, playing really well right now. He won in three sets today, so that was a good start at 12 to 1. So that was a good looking ticket right now. Uh, Cam Norrie, the great uh, from Great Britain, 10 to 1 to win Q2. So these bets are still playable right now. They're a little reduced, but you can still get in on them. Uh, Taylor Fritz won as well. He hadn't been playing very well. We have him to win Q3 at 5 to 1. Uh, he's got to play Ymir next, though, which is going to be a tough match. Uh, maybe an over in that play uh, if you see this in time. I don't know what the weather will dictate. And then Djokovic to win Q4, uh, minus $4. You don't want to bet that now. He's going to win it. Uh, Herkaz, uh to reach the fourth round. He is already into the second round, so that one's a good live ticket. You can go check all these on Twitter uh, at BLS underscore PRP or at the Pine Room Podcast. You can find them there as well. Uh, exact finals. These are worth betting right now. Um, those Tiafo Nori are probably still worth betting in Q1 and Q2, but the these exact finals outcomes, if you can still find these, they're worth betting. Djokovic against Nori, 35 to one. It's probably going to be about 25 to one now, but still a very good chance. Uh, and then Djokovic against Tiafo. I think both those players, Nori and Tiafo, can make runs and uh, possibly get to the finals to face Novak. And I don't think anybody's going to beat him, but if you could get it there. If you can line that up, you almost have one of the half of the final, almost a guarantee or close to it. Uh, I don't like Alcaraz on grass. I think he's beatable. So Djokovic, barring an an injury, as I keep saying, is going to make to the final. So if you can just pair up the next guy with him, who's not one of the top two or three dudes, you're going to you're going to get paid. So uh, look for that angle. I think it's I think it's worth taking. 
Um, women's wise, I thought a couple. I think Rubakin is going to be strong, and she's going to be tough to beat. Uh, her and Iga are going to be hard. Uh, Beatrice Hadid Maya, who's been playing great. I didn't back her because I don't like her grass play, but she's playing really good. She had another nice win. She, her, she's rolling with some confidence right now, and uh, if you think she's as good as I think she'll be, uh, she may be worth a look here in some upcoming matches. And Sloane Stevens playing really good, and Madison Keys, both Americans, playing really well right now, so maybe take a look at both of them over the weekend if they survive. The Americans are playing really good tennis right now, and they're doing well on grass. Tiafo, Fritz, um, Tommy Paul is another guy I'll be backing in some matches. So uh, we'll take a better look at Wimbledon next week as we uh, get get things stabilized. It's hard for me to give any match predictions right now because I don't know when, who's playing when. Uh, I have had bets that are still live right now that I bet on Monday morning. So, um, yeah, it's it, the weather. We're a victim of the weather. So we shall see. But a uh, great couple of weeks of tennis here as Wimbledon heats up. You get a bunch of tennis in a compact amount of time. And if you have DirecTV, be sure and go on that Tennis Mix Channel 205. You get six matches at one time. It's really, really great. And uh, I urge anybody to watch that stuff. It is as good as it gets and uh, very refreshing to see uh, the, the competitiveness of these tennis players and how good they really are. And we, we can have the debate to the end of time, but tennis might be the most impressive athletes of any sport out there. Uh, Djokovic, best of all time, and he might be one of the best athletes of all time. Anyway, we're going to take a break here on Better's Last Stand. We're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit of the CFL, the horribly bad field of the John Deere Classic, some big three basketball, something that intrigues me. Give you a little AFL recap, and then we're going to go through some of the Industry news and notes, as well as a terribly bad beat. If you had it on Friday, you're probably still sick from it. It's Better's Last Stand here from the Pine Room Studios. We'll be right back. Reminder, Better's Last Stand is for informational and entertainment purposes only. All wagering activities should only be conducted by those 21 years of age or older and within the confines of federal, state, and local law. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, contact 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. You're watching Better's Last Stand. All right, welcome back in to Better's Last Stand. Matt here with you, flying solo. Chris, Coach, Luke, Cooley, everybody's out doing something better, but... I got you covered here uh, as we talk sports betting here on the next uh, next two segments. We got we got a loaded loaded show still to come. We got uh, Sam coming on in the third part of the program to talk about racing from last week and this week and uh, what he's expecting, as well as get his thoughts on the Pirates, uh, the Penguins, and various other things going on in sports. So we appreciate him being willing to join us on a regular basis. Now it's been really great to have Sam, and uh, we're gonna. We're going to talk some some interesting occurrences here after or before we get to uh, the CFL John Deere Classic in the Big Three basketball. Um, if you had this bad beat on Friday, I feel for you. Uh, I actually came out on the right end of this because I had the Reds. But um, if you're watching this game, Padres and Reds on Friday evening afternoon. It was a it was a late afternoon start, I believe. Uh it's it really had a lot of everything. Uh, the the under ten and a half. If you had the under ten and a half, you have to still be sick to your stomach, or you've vomited up everything that you've eaten over the Fourth of July weekend. Ten and a half, as I said, was the total. The Reds are leading two to one in the top of the ninth. The Padres tied it up at two, 
And then it goes to the 10th inning. Obviously, the uh, the Reds got nothing in the bottom of the ninth, So it's 2-2 going to the top of the 10th. And I do think, and Coach and I were talking about this before. I don't know if we talked about it on this show. Um, I think that the visiting teams has an advantage with the ghost runner, the guy on second to start the extra innings. I think getting that lead is putting pressure on the other team and, and it gives your pitcher a little bit more, you know, freedom to maybe maybe nibble a little bit, miss a little. He just having a lead is you pitch differently. And I, I'm I'm starting to see I really, really like the visiting team in extra innings. I, I don't know. Somebody somewhere has got to do a, a data report on it. And if I had the time, I would uh, go back through and see what the records are. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm way off on it. But man, it sure seems to me like the. The visiting team has a serious advantage if they can push across a run or two in that in the top of the tenth inning, and it, it bears itself out. Uh, but it didn't actually happen here. Uh, strangely enough, it, it did, but it didn't matter. The the home team was good enough to overcome it. So anyway, back to it. Two two top ten. The uh, Padres put two across in the uh, top of the tenth inning, but then the Reds down to their last out. Hit a two-run, actually their last strike and their last out, hit a two-run homer in the bottom of the 10th to tie the game at four. The Padres get one in the 11th to make it 5-4. Then the Reds tie it 5-5 in the bottom of the 11th and then had a man on first or second, I think, and they hit a walk-off two-run homer in the bottom of the 11th. The final score... Seven to five. If you had under ten and a half, you could have had the game put to bed a couple of times. Uh, just a sick, sick way to lose. And if you had the Padres, it's a sick way to lose. You tie the game. You have two leads in extra innings. One of them a two-run lead, and uh, you can't hold it. And uh, the Padres got a lot of problems. Bob Melvin's the biggest problem. I think he probably should have been fired. Him and Showalter should probably be down uh, by Perkins with those signs or over by the bridge coming off from the island to downtown Wheeling asking people for help because that's what they need. Um, but anyway, terrible beat there. I uh, feel for you if you had that one. You can find them every night in baseball. You could try talk about 20 different games that had uh, had bad beats. Uh, let's go. Industry news and notes. Uh, last week, well, actually, we didn't have a show last week, so LSU's won the College World Series. Since we last talked to you, Birmingham won the USFL championship. They defeated the... Uh, Pittsburgh, uh, what the hell is their Pittsburgh Maulers? Is that what they're called? Uh, I don't know. Uh, anyway, they defeated Pittsburgh at uh, Hall of Fame Stadium, and uh, Pittsburgh, eh, just okay. But USFL, so-so, not a terrible product. Um, this is interesting. Florida court ruling uh, it takes positive steps in uh, sports betting in the state of Florida. The Seminole Tribe are pleased, and now we're determining the next steps to uh, bring sports betting to Florida. I actually have a good contact down in Florida, the guy that is running the whole sports betting uh, landscape for the Seminole Hard Rock, and uh, I'll probably get him on the radio show at some point, so uh, look forward to that, but I won't want to bother him right in the middle of this thing. I want to kind of get it once it's on paper and then he's getting prepared. I'm sure they're going to probably try to make a move for uh, NFL season. If they're not able to do that, then I would expect it to be the spring in March Madness. Nebraska went live two weeks ago, the 34th state to legalize. So the Huskers out there, Husker Nation, they can bet on their Herbie Huskers and uh, the, watch those boring Big Ten games. Uh, just bet the Iowa and Nebraska game under for the rest of your life, and you'll probably be in a good spot. But congratulations to Nebraska. NFL had four players suspended, four more players for gambling violations, uh, and three of them for the, probably the whole 23 season as they have had indefinite suspensions. Isaiah Rogers 
of the Colts is reportedly betting on his running back props from his own team. I uh, don't think that's a good idea, but uh, so that's an interesting angle. Betting a thousand dollars on your teammate to either go under or over, uh, you could probably say he had some inside information on the game plan. But uh, yeah, these guys uh, just sometimes the decisions uh, that these men make are, are quite staggering. Uh, NCAA on the other side of things, the NCAA has amended the penalties for student athletes who gamble. This used to be like a huge thing. And now they just don't care. Uh, increasing leniency, basing punishments on amount wagered. So, uh, I find that crazy. Uh, but Hey, NCAA has become maybe the most liberal and progressive organization on the planet. Uh, just incredible. The things that they've done in the last few years that 10 years ago, even five years ago, you never think about, uh, doing, but, so now you can pretty much gamble. I don't know what the the restrictions are on kids gambling. Um, again, I don't think it's an issue if they're not gambling on their own sport. But, you know, these are kids. I mean, these NFL players make mistakes. They're going to make mistakes, too. And I'm basing it on the mount bet is uh, is quite interesting. But uh, NCAA continues to baffle when they don't necessarily make the most logical decisions, and they never really have. Um, they, used to, they used to make coaches uh, – and teams go on probation when a guy uh, would buy uh, his his team dinner, and they acted like that was a violation. Those idiots! And now you've got kids that are make more money than the coaches at some of these places, and they can gamble and they can switch schools. They like, can go to five different schools in f- five years or five different schools in four years. Uh, NCA no credibility at all. Uh, Major League Baseball. This is a really good good stat. Major League Baseball. Just nine percent of the games right now in Major League Baseball are lasting over three hours. That is outstanding. The product is definitely improved. Uh, it's still hard to pick winners, but it, the product watching it has been much, much better. The games go a lot quicker. They're just played at a much faster tempo and just much more enjoyable. That's down from that 9%, down from 57%. So 57% of games last year went over three hours. And in 2021, 67% of the games went uh, three hours or more. A nine-inning game goes three hours or more, 67%. In 2021, 57% last year, and just 9% this year. So finally, I can compliment one of these sports leagues. The Major League Baseball got it right with these rule changes, at least as far as um, the uh, pitch clocks, the batter clocks, the uh, hold-ons for the pickoffs, uh, and the throwovers, and the bases. I don't know if that one makes that much of a difference, but it's a much better product, so we'll give them that. they got to get the umpire situation fixed up, though. Uh, too many inconsistencies with these blocking the plate calls and these strike calls. If a strike's a strike, it needs to be a strike all the time. They've got to get robots. They've got to get robots to do the plate. Uh, I would prefer that they do all angles of the field. That'll happen someday, hopefully. But uh, these old bastards can't see behind the plate, and they need to be put out the pasture uh, and put down. It, it's enough is enough. Uh, I've seen it too long. These umpires can throw guys out of the game when they're wrong and the player or manager is right, and it's just not okay. Uh, according to Fangraphs, the Pirates have just a 4% chance to make the playoffs. Fangraphs is a baseball analytics site, uh, really good stuff. Uh, Paul Spore and some of those guys do awesome work. But, yeah, Pirates 4% chance. Only the Rockies and Nationals have a worse percentage in the National League, and they're both almost near zero. Um, MLB run differential. These are interesting numbers. So as of Monday, the AL East, 
definitely the best division. Plus 245. So they've scored 245 more runs than their opponents. NL West plus 33. NL East plus 32. AL West plus 23. And then here you go down to the to the worst of the worst. NL Central minus 76. And you think that's bad. Go over to the AL Central. Minus 257. Teams in that division have been outscored by 257 runs. That is just appalling. And uh, as we were talked about earlier, don't think the Twins are very good. Obviously, the Tigers and the Royals. I mean, these these are some really, really bad baseball teams. Cleveland's not much better than any of them either. But, uh, yeah, so just horrible. The two central divisions really shouldn't even deserve a team to get in the playoffs, but they're going to, and we shall hopefully benefit from that in some capacity. Uh, Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest yesterday at Coney Island. Joey Chestnut and Mickey Sudo defending their titles. Chestnut stayed way under those. 62 dogs total is around 73 and a half, 71 right before it went off. It was a, a lightning delay, which you wouldn't expect. But uh, they got the job done. He gets his 16th title. Mickey Sudo, 839. She was under hers as well, 43 and a half for her. Um, yeah, they the, the delay and, and stuff probably messed them up a little bit. So, uh, but kudos to them. They're athletes. They uh, they do incredible work. I don't know how they do it. Uh, they're better at DraftKings, but $2,000 on Chestnut to win to win 50 bucks. So he won his 50 bucks, but quite a steep in, investment there. Um, yeah. So, and then uh, just uh, betting tips. Um, we don't talk a lot about WNBA here. Um, and if you follow it and you track it, you can find some winners, but I just, we don't, we don't see a ton of interest in it so if there's something you want me to start talking about more please uh, email the show contact at the pine room podcast.com or shoot us a message on social social media at the pine room studios at the pine room podcast bls underscore prp on twitter whatever you prefer but uh keep an eye on the las vegas aces right now they're 15 and 1 uh, no question they're the best team in the league um the liberty are pretty good the mystics are okay but uh they're only nine and seven against the spread so their spreads are getting out of control they're 10 and 6 to the over the public is all over the Aces. They've they've been jumping on them, um, pushing those numbers up. You know, if they're laying 12 and a half and ends up going off of 15 and a half, 16, just be aware uh, of this. If you're not getting in on the Aces early on, I would recommend taking the other side. You can, you can get some value. You can also come back and play the Aces in play if you find places that have WNBA in play, which isn't every book. So you got to hunt around for that. But the Aces... Uh, they're 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 by far the best team, but they're just playing around right now. Like they're they they lost their chance of going undefeated. Um, they lost their one game, but they're probably not going to lose more than maybe once more the rest of the season. But I would consider looking at dogs against them, uh, whether it's in play, uh, even at halftime, whatever. But just try to find some value. Don't just think, oh, oh the Aces, you know, they're on un, they're unbeatable. Well, they are unbeatable almost, but they're not uncoverable. Like they they can be covered on. And they they're not covering. I mean, they're they're only nine and seven. So they're just be aware. Um, just because they're good doesn't mean you have to bet them. You, the, the the point spread is the ultimate equalizer. So you got to remember that. And uh, the books they they were loving this. Just keep keep taking all that money in there. And if they keep treading water like this, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna do all right with a team that you know is is one of the best teams in, in WNBA history. So uh, don't be one of the ones that gets caught off guard with that. And uh, and you know, loses money just because you got a bad number on a team that's very good and the number just goes up three and four points before you can even blink. All right, let's jump over to Canadian football really quickly. 
Uh, last week uh, was week four. We got week five this week. Last week, the unders were two and one. The favorites were two and one. Uh, you had Ottawa over Edmonton. You had Winnipeg over Montreal in a low-scoring game. And then you had BC and Toronto going going at each other on Monday night football out of Canada. And Toronto put it on. Toronto might be the best team right now. They're 3-0. and They looked really impressive. I've watched a decent amount of that game because I actually had BC minus three and a half. And they got just tormented by Toronto. BC scored some points, but they couldn't stop Toronto. Toronto was very impressive on offense. Um, don't really love anything in here. I thought Hamilton was worth a look on Saturday. I'll have some more finalized picks on our Twitter, so keep an eye out. But I thought Hamilton maybe on Saturday against Ottawa. Both the teams not very good. Hamilton needs this. They're at home. Land two and a half. I'm probably going to go with the Tiger Cats. And then on Sunday, I think the Lions will bounce back. They, Like I said, they, they weren't they didn't play terrible. Offensively, they were okay, but their defense was terrible. And uh, they'll host the Alouettes. So Montreal, eh, they, they don't impress me. They got beat 17-3 by Winnipeg, which ironically, Winnipeg has struggled to score um, in, in the last couple of games, which is odd because they have a high-powered offense with Calaris. They're laying 8.5 this week on a Friday night against Calgary, the total 46.5. Going to sit that one out. I'm not, I, I want to take Winnipeg, but I can't lay 8.5 with them. So... I'm a little concerned. I want to bet the over to think their offense will get back on track, but I'm, I can't make that play either. I'm going to look, look at this a little bit more, watch the number, and uh, have a few picks for you on the weekend. Post it on the Instagram and the Twitter page, so keep your eye out for that. Saturday's game, Ottawa to Hamilton, as I mentioned. Hamilton minus 2.5, total 43.5. The Tiger Cats at home. I like them to get the job done. I'll be taking them minus the 2.5. Play them on the money line, too, if, if you prefer that, um, in case they would win by one or two. Uh, Montreal, BC on Sunday night. That's on CBS Sports Network. BC, 7.5-point favorites, the total 45. I want to try to get BC around 6.5 or 7, but it opened to 7.5, so really can't do much about that. Hopefully, you get a little buyback on Montreal and you can get in on a little bit better number, but I'll go with the Lions if I absolutely have to make a pick on the CFL games this week, uh, but CFL's good. It's nice to have. It's it's a it's a solid solid league for sure. Well, good players and uh, you know well-coached teams. Okay, let's go over to golf now. Uh, horrible field here in the John Deere Classic. Um, you're, you're not really going to be getting anything. You can get some of these guys in play uh, Friday. The tournament have already been started. So some of the guys that I thought think are, are contenders. Uh, Ludwig Aberg, this young kid, he's really good. He's 20 to 1. That price isn't great. But keep an eye on him for the weekend. Uh, he's he's going to end up being a, a good player on the tour here as he uh, – it's not even a full-time pro yet. Uh, Sepp Straka, 50-1, to 1, trying to play his way onto the Ryder Cup team, possibly, which is surprising. Uh, Mark Hubbard at 60-1, to 1, I think, is a contender. Eric Cole's been playing great stretch of golf over the past few months. He's 30-1. to 1. Take a look at him. Dylan Wu, last week, I had him giving out. He was the, the first-round leader, and he just tanked. He didn't even finish in the top 40, so uh, not a good performance on the weekend by him, but he's 60-1. to 1. That is Dylan Wu. Ches Reedy, 60-1 to 1 as well, and then Adam Shank at 25-1. to 1. Those will be some of the golfers I'll be getting involved with. Take a look at them. See if you uh, have any, any you know, can find some value going into the weekend as they've already played Thursday, uh, but the John Deere Classic, just a horrible tournament as most of the guys will be going over and playing some of the the European tour spots, Scottish Open, getting prepared for the Open Championship in a couple of weeks. So that's why uh, John Deere is it, it, the field's never been good, and it's just as about as bad as ever this year. So, um, but you can still find winners. There's still winners out there to be had. It doesn't matter who plays in them. Um, plus prices are available. You can jump in, and you can maybe find a big bomber that'll uh, 
Put some money in your pocket. That's what we're trying to do here on Better's Last Stand. We'll continue to. Um, jumping over to Big 3 Basketball. Now, this is the product that I've been very impressed with. It's the sixth year of this stuff. Ice Cube runs the league. Um, he's a really good businessman. They've grown this league incredibly. The sponsorships are awesome. The pay is really good. The basketball is good. And I'm very partial to three-on-three basketball. I think it's a more natural form of basketball um, as far as what basketball has become today. You get screening. You get movement without the ball. You have to. You, there's only three players on each team, so and you're playing half court. So you don't have all the luxuries of cherry picking and uh, high ball isolations. You there are three people, so you have you don't have a, a, a ability to drive into the paint and take your pick of three different shooters that are out there. No, you don't have that. So these guys have to rely on ingenuity, basketball instincts, high basketball IQ. The product is really good. I know people will make fun of it, but it is really good. If you give it a chance, it is it is a really good product. They played a 50 points. They win by they win by two. Um, the uh, the gameplay is good. You get a lot of ex-NBA guys. You got guys almost, I think uh, some of these guys, Katino Mobley and um, a couple of other guys. I mean, they're pushing fifty. Some of these guys, but they can still play. Like they don't, they don't have to run up and down the floor, and they don't have to guard guys. These superior athletes in the open floor, and, and it's a different game. But uh, it, it is good basketball. Say whatever you want. It, it reminds me of um, just good pickup basketball in days when I played, and, and you know, people older than me, when basketball was still what it was supposed to be. You, you, good motion, uh, screening, and just great teamwork and you got to work together when you only got three teammates in 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 a small space um you got to work together i I get people i i recommend giving this this a chance it's on cbs a lot you can watch it on paramount network it's a good product and if you start studying it and you start learning the teams you recognize a lot of the players from the nba in the past and uh they're they're guys with good smarts these aren't going to be your your top top tier athletes but these are guys who played long careers a lot of them in the nba because they were smart basketball players and I, I like the product. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with it. And you can find winners. And uh, so far, gave out some winners last week on it. I think we were th- maybe 3-1 and one last week and maybe 2-2 two and two the week before that. So starting to get a, an idea. Uh, this week, we have the uh, the, the games will be on Sunday. And they're on they're from uh, Barclays Center this, this week. They were in Chicago week one, and they're in Dallas week two. Every team plays uh, one game each week. At, at the various cities that they go to. So they rotate around and they play, I believe, six or seven weeks of regular season. Then they start going into their playoffs. And I think they're finishing in London this year, which is pretty cool. So this thing's growing fast and you'll start to see it more and more. Their Ice Cube's done a great job with it. And I urge you to take a look. All right, so on Sunday, uh, the Trilogy in the Power, a, uh, I think, well, they don't have the game times yet on these, but they're, they're all played in succession. So it's one after another. See, so there's no downtime. It's really good. Got a lot of NBA legends uh, coaching these teams. Uh, and WNBA, too. Lancey Lieberman, uh, Lisa Leslie coaching teams. Um, so anyway, trilogy in power. I like the trilogy here minus the two and a half. Most of these totals going to be around 93 and a half, 94 and a half. Almost every game will be like that. As I said, play to 50, win by two. So do the math there. Um, they're thinking each game comes down to two baskets. They also have four point, uh, three point shots, which are further out than the three pointers. So it's pretty cool. Um, 
and like I said, you got to win by two. Triplets versus Tri-State. I like Tri-State minus two and a half. So that's the trilogy, and that's Tri-State. Two favorites that I like. Also like the enemies. I had them last week. I think they're good. They had a couple of bad, or they had a bad break in the first week. They probably should be undefeated. I like them minus two and a half, and then I like the aliens. They're 0-2. They're a foreign team. Most of their players are uh, Serbian descent or from that part of Europe, um, Eastern Europe, Southeastern Europe. Uh, take a shot with the aliens. I think they can get to killer threes plus uh, three right now. Um, they're they're pretty good, fundamentally sound team. I think they just had some really bad luck, but they're starting to get get their legs under them, and I look for them to bounce back. So that's the the aliens, the enemies, tri-state, and the trilogy. You can find all these on Twitter if you're not sure about the teams, but go to the Big Three website, check them out, look at the coaches, look at the rosters, see what you think about it because it's a pretty cool product. All right, let's get on to AFL really quickly before uh, we get Sam on the program. Here in a couple minutes, actually, we have more time than I expected, so I'll drag drag this out. No, just kidding. Uh, we're going to talk uh, with Sam about the F1 British Grand Prix and the NASCAR race in Atlanta, and then get his thoughts on Chicago last week and uh, Alex Pelot dominating right now in the IndyCar series, and he has a stranglehold on the playoffs or the championship. They don't have a playoffs in Indy, but the championship, and uh, he's been incredible uh, winner for the last five weeks. And uh, just rolling right now. All right, AFL. So, like I said, started out really well last week. We had the Brisbane Lions and over. Uh, that was a good winner. And then uh, things started to crash down for us. No, actually, we did all right at Saturday, uh, Friday and Saturday. But then Sunday's games were a disaster, an absolute disaster. So, hopefully, you took Sunday off, unlike me, and uh, you uh, took the profits for the early weekend in the AFL. All right, so Thursday, not going to be a game we're going to talk about because you can't really bet it because it will already be over. But I like the Richmond Tigers. They return home and win against the Sydney Swans, who uh, drew with Geelong last week. So look at the Richmond Tigers, but it won't matter. <laughs> All right, Friday morning. This probably won't be out by then, but the Western Bulldogs playing some good football right now. They're a dangerous team. Uh, they they are clicking on all cylinders right now. They're going to be a good playoff team. They're going to be in the finals, and I think they'll cause some havoc there. So we'll talk about them. They're nine and six right now. They host Collingwood, who is the top team in the league. And uh, I wish that you could hear this before because I think they'll beat Collingwood. And I like the game to stay under the one sixty eight and a half. All right, so games that you'll be able to get action in on by listening to this show: the Brisbane Lions that I spoke about earlier. They're eleven and four on the season. This is eleven forty five. First bounce on Friday evening. You'll be able to watch it on one of the Fox networks. The Brisbane Lions hosting the horrid West Coast Eagles. I gave you that one two weeks ago. West Coast to lose by over 100. They did more than that. They lost by way more than 100. They're an 82.5 point dog here uh, on the road in Brisbane. And the Lions should absolutely destroy them. Uh, They crushed Richmond last week. Brisbane plays so well at home. West Coast actually hung around in a game last week, surprisingly. Uh, Covered the spread easily. But uh, West Coast, just they surrender points for fun. 186.5 is the total. Uh, Bet the over. Brisbane may may score 200 themselves. Uh, It's very possible. Uh, With them clicking, if they get Charlie Cameron going there, Country Roads will be playing. They'll be scoring left and right. It could be ugly for West Coast. But, yeah, West Coast... Um, I don't like them at all in this match. Brisbane minus the 82 and a half and over the 186 and a half. That is on Friday night, Saturday morning. Might as well be Friday night. So bet it before you go to bed, 2.35 a.m. Or you get back from generations after your IC cab ride, after you drank about 12 
Pine Room Loggers. You can come home and catch this game. Hawthorne at GWS, Greater Western Sydney Giants, and Greater Western Sydney minus 27.5 here, the total 172.5. Don't like either side here. I like GWS a little bit. They're pesky. Don't like them covering 27.5, so I will take the under. Hawthorne was just atrocious last week. Uh, we had them, of course, and they were terrible. I knew in the first quarter they were had no chance of covering. Uh, completely out, overmatched and had no bounce in their step. So we'll be going under 172.5 there on Saturday night or Saturday morning. Sorry, Friday night. Melbourne Demons and the St. Kilda Saints, a early Saturday morning start, 525 a.m. These are two 9 and 6 teams. Both teams off of uh, poor performances last week. St. Kilda barely wins uh, against West Coast, who's just terrible. And then uh, a really bad loss for Melbourne last week to GWS. They couldn't score. They only, they only had 45 points, so it was really bad performance by them. They're on the road laying 15.5. I don't love it. I think both these teams are not playing very well right now, but I do like the under, 160.5. Uh, I'd bet that down to even 158 or so. So Melbourne and St. Kilda under 160.5 on Saturday morning. Also Saturday morning, Gold Coast Suns and the Port Adelaide Power. The Power are the best team in the league right now without question, in my opinion. People are still saying Collingwood. Collingwood is still the betting favorites. I disagree with that. I think Port Adelaide is much the best. They're off a bye. It's tough coming off a bye when the other team is uh, you know, in sync. They, they had a very hard fought and narrow win against Essendon last week. But man, it's a, a kind of a game, the kind of game that championship type teams win. Uh, I think the power are right now by far the best team in the league. They're laying 30 and a half at home here against Gold Coast. Gold Coast can't win two in a row. They, they're basically on a zigzag pattern right now. They were slaughtered last week by Collingwood. Just a horrendous uh, pick by me. Uh, I thought Gold Coast had some momentum finally, and they did not. We'll be going over in this match and playing the power minus 30 and a half. So that's over 155 and a half, Port Adelaide and Gold Coast. And the power minus 30 and a half as they look to go to 14 and 2. North Melbourne and Geelong. This is a Saturday night game. This is at Geelong. Geelong laying 48 and a half at home. The total 170 and a half. Uh, Geelong got to get it going. They drew last week, uh, 7 7 and 1. They're right on the cusp of the playoffs, but they definitely don't want to drop this game. 48 and a half is a lot of points. I'd lean towards playing Geelong, but they just haven't seemed interested in the last few matches, so I'd be a little leery about that. They should win the game for fun if they want to. Um, but, it, you know, it, if uh, Jeremy Cameron's not back and uh, they're not focused, uh, they got Patrick Dangerfield back last week off of injury, so that helped them. But they just don't seem to have it. But I will be going over here. I think North Melbourne can be pesky, and Geelong's defense has been really bad um, for – most of the season. So uh, over 170 and a half is the strongest play there in a slight lean to Geelong land the 48 and a half, but man, that's a lot of points even at home uh, Sunday, Sunday morning, a late Saturday. Really? You're coming back from the bar again, Adelaide at Essendon, Essendon minus two and a half total one seventy five and a half. The Bombers are a pesky team. They played Port Adelaide to the wire last week. Very, very, uh, you know, like a moral victory for them. Um, this is a huge game for them. They, they, they're kind of, right in the spot where they, they would probably be thinking, if we can win this match, we're going to make the finals, meaning the playoffs, the top eight. So uh, them and Adelaide, both eight and seven. So I like the Bombers here. I think they're good. I, I, they're, they're a sneaky team to me. I like their defense. I think they play uh, pretty well through the middle of the park. So I'm on the Bombers, minus a two and a half, and I will be under the 175 and a half. Um, as they host Adelaide. So that's the Bombers and under 175.5. Final game of the week, 2.40 a.m. Saturday evening, actually Sunday morning, Saturday evening. Carlton 
The Blues and the Fremantle Dockers, both these teams have been underachievers, two teams I'm not wild about in any capacity. Fremantle's seven and a half point home favorites. 160 and a half is the total as they host the Blues of Carlton. Uh, only play I could recommend here is under 160 and a half. Don't like these teams. Um, Fremantle lost the Western last week. Blew a, uh, well, they weren't, didn't really blow it, but the fourth quarter they were just terrible. And then Carlton massacred Hawthorne. So they basically had an off week. So I don't expect them to be very sharp when they play a little bit better of an opponent. So we'll go with the under there. And that will do it for the AFL. Um, we're going to uh, get ready and get Sammy on here in the final segment of the program. I uh, hope you're enjoying um, the Better's Last Stand and what we have to offer. And like I said, be sure and check out our radio program every Monday from two to three. And then we got Tuesday and Thursday from noon to three myself, Jub, Jarrett coach as most of the time, uh, Chris was in with, with us uh, last Thursday as uh, the guys were out of town. So it was me, Chris and coach. And uh, we had a good show. We have had some really good guests on there um, in the recent weeks. We're going to have some more good guests. Got some, interesting people not just sports related other other entities and people from different walks of life and if you watch our podcast you know we don't just talk about sports actually we do very little talking about sports um but that's that's a good thing if you want sports you come here you go on the radio we got sports we got you covered from all angles but we try to mix it up keep everybody interested uh if you have thoughts comments observations hit us social media at the pine room podcast at the pine room studios um, contact at the pine room podcast.com. Be sure and get that pine room logger all over wheeling. Uh, be sure and get out the generations, get that pine room burger. And uh, I'm sure we'll have some other thing going on uh, before too long as soup continues to just do incredible work for, for the group uh, coming up with all these incredible ideas. Uh, check out the pine room shop as well. Get your pine room merchandise. Never too early to start shopping for Christmas. The pine room shop.com is where you can find it. Get all your stuff from Dan from Slobovia T-shirts to uh, pretty much anything. Pine Room podcast flip-flops. Uh, we got it all right there. Job does a wonderful job. So, you had a rough day at the office, huh? Or work site, maybe. Maybe the relationship's on the rocks. Don't be afraid to drown yours in a few Pine Room loggers. Just be sure. Call our friends at IC Cab. They'll get you home safe and sound. 304-232-1313. Again, had a rough day. Wife left you. Girlfriend left you. Lost all your bets. Whatever it is, you're out of generations. Whacking down a few too many. Be sure and get your cab arranged with IC Cab. They won't let you down. Uh, ICCab.com. You can check them out there. Or you can go and give them a call. 304-232-1313. That's IC Cab. Uh, great sponsor of the Pine Room, Pine Room Podcast, Pine Room Radio Show on the Watchdog, all that stuff. So we thank them, uh, the official cab company of George Kettlewell. So you can't go wrong with that. Uh, they do a great job. So if you're having a rough time or you just want to get home safe and uh, want to be smart about it and you're out partying and celebrating and doing whatever it is, winning, um, be sure and get in touch with IC Cab. So we thank them for their sponsorship, and uh, we'll uh, continue to uh, go outside and look around, and you'll see an IC Cab on every corner, uh, like we do here every day. So uh, that's going to do it for the second segment of Better's Last Stand. We'll be back with segment number three 
featuring Sam from Upper St. Clair as we talk racing and various other things going on in the world of sports. This is Better's Last Stand from the Pine Room Studios, and we will be right back. Reminder, Better's Last Stand is for informational and entertainment purposes only. All wagering activities should only be conducted by those 21 years of age or older and within the confines of federal, state, and local law. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, contact 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. You're watching Better's Last Stand. Unfortunately, we lost the audio for the third segment of Better's Last Stand this week. However, you can go catch up to all the audio on the 42 episodes of Better's Last Stand now out on our social media. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts or on YouTube. You can watch it or listen. And we have 64 episodes of the Pine Room Podcast that you can go check out, listen to, or watch. That's on anywhere you find podcasts or YouTube itself. And then 10 episodes of Soup and Stuff, all kinds of things you can go watch on YouTube. Over 184 videos on YouTube. Or you can go listen to wherever we have these on wherever you can find podcasts. So for me, Jub, the creative director here at the Pine Room Studios, thank you for listening to Better's Last Stand. And you'll see Matt and maybe myself and then some other guests next week. And because Matt couldn't do it because of our audio, I'll say it for you guys. Good luck with your bets, and we'll see you here next time on Better's Last Stand.